0: I know sometimes uh, people perhaps wonder why it is I say bonjour. I saw a message from Lauren asking that. And uh, I say it because it's fun, because it makes me smile and laugh. Uh, I first started saying it when I was in my early 20s. And uh, that would have been in the early 80s. And my best friend, Rosemary McGinn, and I went to the Caribbean, to Martinique. And we were at the, uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the resort there. And uh, it was my first, like, big adult vacation and Martinique being a French Island, they were speaking French there. I had four and a half years of French between high school and college. And, um, uh, and, uh, we just had so much fun saying, ah, bonjour, bonjour. So I started saying bonjour to everything Uh, The waiter would bring the appetizers, ah, bonjour, to the appetizers, you know, and so it's just uh, a fun, playful thing, and I really enjoy this radio show. I feel so connected to you, the listener, and I am so grateful for the opportunity that we have to connect together in this place beyond space and time. And it feels very real to me because there's a heart connection here. And uh, I feel very, very blessed that people tell me that this radio broadcast is meaningful to them and that they are inspired by it. And That is certainly my intention is that the inspiration that the higher Holy Spirit self shares with all of us would flow through me by means of my willingness and your willingness, our willingness, we join together in our willingness and that creates a flow, a connection and that the spiritual electricity is flowing between us and we're both inspired and then we can take that and share it with others. So where the two or more who are gathered, the Christ is here with us, Jesus is here with us and so we can palpably feel it and know it and we can rely upon it and i truly believe that this is part of our purpose in this world to have this connection so it's my happy place this connection and i say bonjour hello good day (laughs) right bonjour it a literal translation translation is uh, good day. And so I wish us all a good day. I wish us, uh, not just wish us a good day, affirming it is a good day. It is right now, regardless of what time of day you might be listening, it is a good day. It is a good day regardless of what, the circumstances are in our life. It is a good day because we are inextricably linked together by love in the good of God. And that's what makes it a good day. What happens this day, what occurs, and our feelings about it, our perceptions of it, do not impact whether or not is. It is a good day. Empirically, it is a good day. This is the day the Lord has made for us. And so we rejoice to stand in the light of Christ together within the context of this day. That said, let us pray. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. As I place my hand on my heart, so grateful and thankful for this good day. So grateful and so thankful for our joining together in the love and as the love. And forgetting any idea of something else. Forgetting any idea of lack or limitation. We join together for the purpose of permanently forgetting any concept of lack, limitation or separation. We're joining together together for the full realization of our purpose we come together for a holy purpose and we are grateful and thankful to allow this experience to be profoundly healing expansive awakening we are grateful and thankful To awaken from the dream of separation and to recognize and remember that our true identity of perfect love and wholeness and wisdom and so much more is intact, undamageable. We are grateful and thankful to let it be, to know it's done, to share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we say yes, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ooh, that yes is so important, saying yes. Learning to have trust and faith and to say yes, even when we don't know what's going to be asked of us or involved. We're saying yes to living our life purpose. So, I shared in my daily inspiration today, uh, which, uh, in case you don't know, I write inspiration every single day. And uh, sometimes I um, will recycle uh, or... A daily inspiration, but uh, or rewrite something. Uh, But pretty much, I write something fresh every day, and it's my joy. It's part of my spiritual practice. And today, I wrote about life purpose, and uh, I usually match up on the day of the radio show, same topic in my a daily shot of spiritual espresso, which also includes a prayer, freshly recorded prayer. And uh, in case you don't know, you can subscribe to my daily blog. It's totally free. If getting it every day seems too much to you, you can get it once a week. You can get it three days a week. Uh, you, you We have these um, options. And... Even if you subscribe and you don't read it every day, you can click and listen to that prayer and you can listen to it online or you can call that phone line and uh, put it in your speed dial. Uh, So that's a nice thing about it. And uh, the other thing, too, is that my prayer for today, which is the name of my prayer, prayer for today, the writing is my spiritual espresso. Uh, The prayer for today is also a podcast that you can get at iTunes or Stitcher. And then you have hundreds of prayers right there at your fingertips. So if you're feeling uh, challenged, let's say you, your refrigerator just broke and you're you're thinking, oh, gosh, I didn't have the money for that. Uh, Prayer for prosperity. Prayer for Abundance. Uh, go for it. Boom, right at your fingertips in your podcast app. So anyway, uh, today I wrote about life purpose. And uh, I, I was sharing what I came to learn, oh, oh I don't a dozen, 14, 18 years ago. I had a realization of truth and that my life purpose is the same as everybody else's and that life purpose is to love to love and be loved to be the perfect givers and receivers of love which is what we're designed to be it's our designed to live and when we're not living in that way, we feel irritated, agitated, upset. A Course in Miracles tells us we're never upset for the reason we think. Uh, usually we're upset because we're labeling something as wrong or bad and thinking it should be different than it is. Uh, and since that's not true, could not be true, uh, we upset ourselves for no reason whatsoever Uh, but we don't need a reason to be upset we have a cause the cause is our misperception our false belief and our attachment to the meaning we've made of things which can always be amended abandoned handed over to that higher holy spirit self. so our life purpose is to love and be loved It's not what we do. It's how we be. (laughs) So our life purpose is not about accomplishing things in the world. It's about how we're being in our heart. So that is such a deeply healing realization. It was for me. Because the ego thinks, oh, everything is conditional and that in order to live your purpose, your purpose has to be something in this world that stays in this world that commemorates your excellence, your contribution. But people have built the most magnificent Structures that no longer exist, have been completely wiped out. Um, there, are, You think of the seven wonders of the world, and they're not all in existence anymore. Or they're greatly damaged. Think of the uh, great pyramids. They're still there, but they're not how they used to be, <laughs> not by a long shot. And so uh, that's how things in this world are. They're always going to be changing and degrading. But when we live our purpose to accomplish something in our heart and in our mind, then it can be shared with everyone throughout eternity. So the spectacular magnificence of, say, the pyramids. We will ne- we won't see them. We won't appreciate them. Even if we go and visit those pyramids in Egypt, or of course there are pyramids in other places too. But to just thinking of the Great Pyramid, we now we cannot see it as it was designed to be in its glory, in its magnificence. That's life because the things in this life degrade, they change. And if we think that's our purpose, then it falls away. It's temporal, it's temporary. And our life purpose is not that. It is a way of being, which is an eternal gift that we can share with anyone and everyone and i really loved i i i don't think i've ever done this before but i'm just going to share that christine i'm not sure how to pronounce your last name christine louis Lu, uh wrote some beautiful words in the comments section of my blog today and uh i'm just going to share them because i think they're really valuable she really got what i intended I, and sometimes that's how it is. I, I can really feel like I'm writing to a particular person, even though I may not know that person. I can feel that I'm writing to a particular way of thinking. Uh, and I, I feel so guided and directed uh, in in my sharing, What in whatever way I'm sharing right now, by speaking or by writing. So she writes... My huge takeaway from your blog today is so truly helpful that our life purpose is a way of being, not doing. That our purpose is the way we live our life, not what we are doing, i.e. being more loving, coming from the heart. And she says, I found myself stuck and uncertain many times regarding thoughts of my life purpose. Haven't we all? What is my life purpose exactly? As truth be told, she says, I'm not quite sure. What would it look like? What should it look like? Sometimes imagining that it would likely mean that my entire life will have to change and be turned upside down in order to truly live my life purpose, a rather overwhelming thought. Yes, this is the same for all of us. All of us feel this way. It's so true. She writes, I'm actually somewhat relieved, thinking that maybe I'm already living it. And she says, I didn't realize quite how much it bothered me that I didn't really feel I knew exactly what my life purpose was or is, and that I'm somehow wasting time. Just like this, showing up, being the best version of me that I can be today. She's already living it just like this, showing up, being the best version of me that I can be today, being authentic and true to myself and continuing to learn and apply the teachings of A Course in Miracles. She says, because for me, the teachings and application of A Course in Miracles makes my heart smile. This right here may very well be perfectly perfect and completely in line with my life purpose right now. I believe this might be considered an aha moment. Thank you. Thankful and grateful for the opportunities and reveals that the daily prayer and blog provide. Much love. Christine. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking and feeling when I wrote it. And I, I so appreciate your feedback, Christine. Uh, I don't feel like I need validation, but I like knowing that we're in tune and that's the whole thing right there is our life purpose is to be the perfect givers and receivers of love that we are designed to be and a course in miracles tells us in a number of different ways that this is so so one way it's, it expresses it in the text specifically is uh, that and uh, give me one second here. Yep. So chapter eighteen, section nine, paragraph fourteen. And let's see, this is uh, right at the end of chapter 18. And uh, this is a section called The Two Worlds. Jesus tells us, when the memory of God has come to you in the holy place of forgiveness, you will remember nothing else. And memory will be useless as, excuse me, and memory will be as useless as learning, for your only purpose will be creating. Yet, this you cannot know until every perception has been cleansed and purified and finally removed forever. Forgiveness removes only the untrue, lifting the shadows from the world and carrying it safe and sure within its gentleness to the bright world of new and clean perception. There is your purpose now. And it is there that peace awaits you. So our purpose is creating. That's what it talks about in the cause and effect section in, uh, in A Course of Miracles in the text in Chapter 2, that when we're aligned with ego identification, we're going to miscreate and we'll make things like the pyramids that are temporary in this world. But when our mind is clear, even for a moment, And we're aligned with love and beauty and freedom and wholeness and purity and clarity and harmony and all the spiritual qualities of God, abundance, prosperity, and on and on. When we are seeking the kingdom first and then all of these spiritual qualities and our access to them is added unto us, when we're in that alignment then we're going to create. We create with God as God. And we create, what do we create? We create expressions of eternal beauty and perfection. And that's what expressions of love are. That's what extending love is. This is how we're designed to live our life. Extending love. Not finding fault. Are uh, We are designed to express compassion and kindness and generosity of the heart. Not to make things. How, However, while we're making things, we can learn and remember how to... Expressed that perfect peace of God, the truth of God, the, the wisdom, the wholeness, the harmony of God, the infinite intelligence of God. So just like we could make dinner or we could be create some expression of beauty and perfection and wholeness and serve that for dinner, blessing the food, pouring our love into it. We have the choice in each moment to pay attention to the opportunity to be a healing, loving, beneficial, truly helpful presence or to be critical, condemning, judgmental, attacking, trying to manage control and manipulate things because we're afraid That if we don't take control, we will be obliterated. It's the difference between living our life spirit-identified or ego-identified. So our purpose is to let go of the ego identification, stand in the spirit identity, and create expressions of beauty, love, perfection, wholeness, freedom, joy. Those expressions, those creations will not be temporary. They will be eternal. And they may look like something in form, but the energetic they will carry is an eternal energetic. And so we can train ourselves to live in this way. And that's our purpose. So just as Christine was sharing, being kind, loving, generous of heart, patient, willing, in the moment, this is the greatest gift that we can possibly give to all humanity Because our minds are joined, and when any one person is a little more loving, patient, kind, generous of heart, helpful, all are lifted. All are lifted. This is our life purpose. And so we can relax into it, and that higher Holy Spirit self will definitely show us the way. And really, this is what my classes are all about, doing this together, because doing it on our own, we get overwhelmed and we give up. But when we can hold somebody's hand and we have encouragement, we have assistance, we have help, and we can go with a friend, a loved one, get some encouragement, it is so much easier. And we're all built this way. Very few people really prefer to go things alone. They they go alone because they don't trust. And that's not healing, though it is a way to learn. Oh, my goodness. I am so grateful, so grateful and thankful. And I am Jennifer Hadley. <laughs> You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about living our life purpose. And I would like to share with you a section from Chapter 19 of A Course in Miracles text. It's section four, which is entitled The Obstacles to Peace. And in there, it says, Salvation cannot be withheld from you. It is your purpose. This is chapter 19, section four, A, paragraph four. Salvation cannot be withheld from you. It is your purpose. We are the salvation of the world. This is our purpose. And also in the text, uh, it says it, a few chapters later, uh, chapter 23, uh, section four, again entitled Above the Battleground which for me is such a helpful understanding of uh, how our ego life is. It's a battleground. Uh, In paragraph four, Jesus says, the overlooking of the battleground is now your purpose. Salvation is our purpose. Overlooking the battleground is our purpose. Creating is our purpose. So these are all the things that we can be. We can overlook the battleground. That's our way of being. Uh, Being, the salvation of the world, our own salvation. This is, again, a way of being, and creating is a way of being. None of these things are doing. They're really all about the way that we are looking. It's about having divine vision for our life. Now, fortunately, we do not have to figure out how to have divine vision. We don't have to figure out at all. In fact, divine vision is our natural state. And it's unnatural for us to have any other way of looking at the world. This is the truth of it. That it is our natural state to see as God sees, in a sense. To have that vision of God's vision. This is the opportunity that we have in each and every moment to see clearly if we're willing. Yes. <laughs> in fact, one of the uh, sections that is oft quoted, I, I certainly uh, quote it all the time, is from chapter 21, section 2, The Responsibility for Sight. And it talks about uh, divine vision there and that we can have a complete healing in this, that we can see and know and feel clearly the truth but we have to take responsibility for our perception and our projections. In fact, right at the beginning of this section two, the responsibility for sight, right at the very beginning, Jesus says, We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit, from which He gives you everything. The very little on which salvation rests. The tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. And being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. If you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed, in your judgment, to be too much to pay for peace. So he's saying here that there is a way to have joy, to have your relationship transformed to joy. To have peace, no matter what's happening in your life. To move out of the cru- crucifixion into the resurrection. That there is a way, and it's so simple, and it's so clear, <clears throat> that you cannot fail to understand it. You can reject it, but it's not confusing. It's not obscured. And then he says, this is the only thing that you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. Again, he's telling us, He's reminding us, your purpose is salvation. Here is the way. I'm going to tell you the way right now. And you've been asking, how can I be happy? How can I be prosperous? How can I be loving? How can I enjoy my life? And he's saying, here it all is. You may or may not be willing To do what it takes, but at least now you'll know what is required. So here it is. It's to say only this, but mean it with no reservations. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. And I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. That's it. So I learned to say that to myself again and again and again and again. And I shortened it up and I said, I'm responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it would be. So when I would be confronted with an experience that I didn't like and I wished were different, I would say, huh, I'm responsible for what I see. Everything is just as I wish it would be. I wonder why I would wish for this. It does contain my good of this, I am assured and guaranteed. And my true deep desire to move out of the crucifixion into the resurrection, to have holy relationships, to have happy relationships, to move into joyful living and to be at peace. My desire for that life was so strong that I was willing To take responsibility for what I saw, to stand back from it, to not judge it or myself for what I was perceiving, what I had made. I learned, I started to train my mind to stop labeling and to stop making meaning of it and to stop interpreting it. And I'm still working at this every day. Just this morning, I was thinking of uh, a loved one that sometimes judges me out of habitual judgment. Uh, It's not personal. It's just habitual judgment, uh, which I am so familiar with and have a lot of compassion for. But I was actually, I got a little triggered just by memory. And thinking of my loved one, that I started to think of a situation where I would be attacked by the judgment of my loved one, and I would defend myself by making them wrong, by pointing out their unloving judgment. And then I would be right and righteous And they would be wrong. Right? That's a very, very, very strong habit in my mind. And it comes up every day for healing. Fortunately, in this moment that I had this thought, there was no emotion, there was no, or it was infinitesimal, there was no attachment, nothing had actually occurred. It was pure fantasy, pure projection. So I started to think this thought of how I would defend myself against the attack. And then I realized, oh, there's that pattern again. It got triggered. It could have been anything that got me triggered. You know, it's like, let's say one time 20 years ago, that person, while you were emptying the dishwasher, They said something that you don't even remember now that was sarcastic and you got hurt by it. And now, 20 years later, you're emptying the dishwasher. It's not on your mind at all. You don't even remember it. But somehow, you get triggered into thinking, oh, if they said something sarcastic to me now... I would defend myself by saying this or doing that. And it could even be as simple as I would walk out of the room to let them know that what they did was unkind and unacceptable. You know, it's rehearsing the drama and the trauma that might happen. And it's really all 100% about reliving the past in the mind because there is a splinter in the mind of unforgiveness. So let's say 20 years ago in the emptying the dishwasher sarcasm exchange, you or I made an interpretation, we made a decision which is what interpretations and making meaning of things are. We made a judgment that that person isn't safe or being in the kitchen with that person isn't safe. Uh, that, uh, you know, it could be any any number of meanings. But let's just say something like that. And so now, in a sense, life experience is recreating that that experience of the past to bring it up for healing to bring our attention so that we will work with the holy spirit to remove the splinter rather than to put some aspirin on it right so there's a difference between like this morning i could have said i don't want to think about that anymore that's not helpful to me i'm not thinking about it anymore but that's not how i responded to it instead I responded to it this way. I, I thought, there's that old pattern coming up for healing again. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to call for a healing. This is not interesting to me. I do not wish to invest in this pattern anymore. And Holy Spirit, take it out of my mind forever. And I thought, this pattern of preparing for attack and preparing to defend myself uh, and it could be having a, a good offense right because the best defense is a good offense I think that's a football thing uh, but it's certainly an ego life structure thing <laughs> so and it was one I used to live by the best, Defense is a good offense. Got to have both. So seeing that pattern and realizing I was still working with it, I was grateful because I don't identify with it. It's not who I am. I don't feel bad. I didn't feel bad for having those thoughts. I didn't make myself wrong for it. No, instead I thought, oh, I can share that. And I didn't necessarily think about sharing it on the radio show uh, now, uh, but I have a living class tonight, could share it there, could share it in a blog, could share it 10 different ways, and I will keep sharing it until spirit doesn't direct me to anymore. So in this way of living... I I wasn't upset, right? You're never upset for the reason you think. So I wasn't upset because I had these thoughts, because I didn't make them real or powerful. I wasn't invested in them. This is my healing opportunity. I was grateful for my healing opportunity. Every time we're upset, there's a healing opportunity. If we get upset and stay upset, Without claiming the healing opportunity, by working with the Holy Spirit, that one voice for God that we can always be listening to and following, then I would be repeating the past and making meaning of it. So this became my healing opportunity, and I can tell you I felt the healing and the relief in that moment, sharing the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. In that section, Responsibility for Sight, after it says, everything I've asked for and receive as I have asked, it says, deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. So I was mistaken 20 years ago when I had that experience and the meaning I made of it was painful. (coughs) They were leaf blowing today. My least favorite sound. I was meditating and they were leaf blowing. It didn't disturb my peace, but it stirred up something in the air. Mm. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. So important. We are not helpless. Acknowledge, but that you have been mistaken. So that's it. I realize I was mistaken for the interpretation I made of it, that something was being done to me. This world is an illusion. Things are not being done to me here. That is not how this world works. I am profoundly supported in every moment to the fullness of God's love and support. I can accept it and allow it and receive it and experience it or not according to my choice. The next paragraph after this says, It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside of him. It is impossible that happenings that come to him were not his choice. It's impossible. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing. The universe created by God does not allow for random accident or chance. This does not exist in our universe. It is a real game changer. It is completely and totally life changing, and I do not say this lightly to Recognize that everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside of Him. It is impossible the happenings that come to Him were not His choice. It's impossible. The ego thought system cannot accept that because the ego thought system is one of blame. Our life purpose is to transcend the ego thought system. We've tried it on. We've worn it a very long time. And we've explored it in innumerable ways. And now... It's time to move on. It's just like with my nephews who love their video games. They will play the same game again and, again and again and again and again and again and again. And they die at at the end of each game, I think. Right? Their character in the game, their personality in the game dies. And whether they die with 10 points or 10 million points does not affect their real life. Just like this illusory world, we can die a thousand times with a billion points or a hundred points as the world deems point-worthy and it will not affect our true nature, our true reality, our true being. Because it's an illusion. This is the thing that we can rejoice in that all of the unkind things we've done, all of the opportunities that we have turned away from, all of the things that we have blamed on God and other people, all of it, that is not on our permanent record. It's not. <laughs> and as soon as we give up the idea that it is on our permanent record, we free not only ourselves, but everyone that we were blaming and holding responsible and accountable instead of ourselves. So, again, it is a huge leap in disidentification with the ego to make this leap to say it is impossible the happenings that come to me were not my choice. Somehow, way, this is my choice. So it's come to bless me. It's come to help me. It is for my good. There are no exceptions to this. Therefore, I'm going to stop making exceptions and delaying living my purpose. I'm going to choose to live my purpose right now. A reminder that is really helpful to me is in lesson 24 gosh i love the early lessons they are so so helpful lesson 24 i do not perceive my own best interests starts with it in no situation that arises do you realize the outcome that would make you happy (laughs) what so why try to make you happy yourself happy. In no situation that arises, do you realize the outcome that would make you happy? It is inevitable then that you will not serve your own best interests because you don't know what they are. If you realized that you do not perceive your own best interests, you could be taught what they are. But the presence of your conviction that you do know what they are or oh, sorry, in the presence of your conviction that you do know what they are, you cannot learn. Boom. You're blocking your learning. And then, as you know, if you've been listening to this for a while, we, we can learn through direct realization. We don't have to learn through experience. If we're learning through painful experience, that's our choice. We can decide not to do that anymore. And the best way to stop learning through painful experience is to live your life purpose, which is to be loving, to be kind, to be generous, to be patient, to get in the flow of love. And self-forgiveness is required. It is required. It is required. We avoid it, but that is the requirement. And that is precisely why... I'm preparing to offer my Finding Freedom spiritual boot camp class again so that those who really are willing to roll up their spiritual sleeves and do the work, it's not for everybody. It is not for everyone. Not everyone has a willingness to do the work. But if you do, put your name on my waiting list. Go to the Finding Freedom page at JenniferAdley.com and together we will get it done. We will do it. Oh, my time is up. Let us pray. I'm so grateful and thankful for the love of God shining in our heart and in our mind and that we are already free in the infinite. In gratitude, we let it be. Have a great rest of your week. I love you.